0: What's up everybody, welcome to the State of Wild episode 51, a regular YouTube video web series podcast thingy. My name is Meowth and as usual, I'm joined by my good friends, Raffle and Corbett. How
1: are you guys doing this week? You know, I'm doing alright. I uh, actually managed to sneak into Legend this week, just before the end of the month. Um, actually got down to triple digits for a bit too, It was, uh, it was a little weird. How about you
2: Corb? Um, I'm doing good. I took a little bit of a break from streaming this week, which is always needed every now and again. Uh, but no, already feeling refreshed and uh, looking forward to jumping back into all the wild house and stuff.
0: Ruffle, did you ever happen to be higher ranks than me
1: at any point during this week? There's, there's oh, a brief man. moment where I was close, but I don't think I quite was able to overtake you. So we were kind of uh, there's a day where we were going in opposite directions. I had a I had a climbing stream, you had a um, d climbing stream. Uh, it was uh, it was yeah. well timed, but I couldn't <laughs> quite overtake you unfortunately
0: yeah twitch chat like kept getting on to me about how i don't play any fun decks anymore um mm. and so i was like all right you know what we'll play some fun decks we'll play some uh non-odd like Rattle demon hunter we'll play some some really bad shaman decks um i don't think those exist did you not run ice fishing i did run ice fishing it was just you know the other 25 cards in my deck sucked so ice fishing not that good okay it's pretty damn good but it's not that good um yeah and then and then yeah we lost like 700 ranks in one day which was pretty impressive actually i <laughs> think that's like a new record for me I actually lost like no, 700 ranks in a
1: row um, This casual I, yeah. you know, I, I do that in an hour i don't know what you're at. i did not experience those numbers this, up know. me up yeah yeah, yeah. You, you, you gotta speed that up bigger number better person true i mean apparently right come on
0: um but yeah, and then chat was very confused as to why I was losing with bad decks. Mm. Um, and so we had we had to have the talk, you know. You, I had to sit them down and talk about expectations and, you know, good decks. So Yeah, that's a big moment for you in Twitch chat. Um, mm. did, how'd they take it? Did they take, they it, well? take it well? They didn't take it They did not take it well. They wow. didn't understand. Yeah. I had to explain it to them a couple times, but... That's okay.
1: That's See, right. the thing is, you're not allowed to win. You're not allowed to play good decks because they win too often, but you're also not allowed to... Lose, lose with bad decks, mm-hmm. but if you win with bad decks, those become good decks. So it's like the paradox of Twitch chat. I get into that conversation pretty much every other stream.
2: Uh, I it, know, it, it seems pretty up. simple to me. Like I don't know, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> uh,
0: I also had to have the conversation about how every Demon Hunter deck looks like a standard deck, and oh yeah, that yeah. that one I I was not as forgiving with because. <laughs> that one drives me a little bit insane about how every time somebody comes in while I'm playing Demon Hunter it's just like dude these are like 28 standard cards bro like play a wild card I know
1: I'm I'm that's one of the things I'm looking forward to the most with uh like new cards coming out is uh, adding more sets to or more cards to to Demon Hunter and having more of them rotate so that I can more freely just like play the class without having to worry about like I I honestly I've built decks and it turns out like 28 of them were standard cards and i was just completely clueless because i don't pay attention to the rotations anymore i just like i build a deck and i add good cards sometimes there's a large portion of uh, standard cards sometimes uh there's not i don't know i don't it's not something that i think about it when i'm building a deck in wild at least
0: but twitch chat thinks about it and they won't hesitate to point it out that you're playing a standard deck in wild <laughs> it's true it's true all right that's enough of the uh the banter let's get into the real hearthstone stuff um i lied let's get into you know the housekeeping stuff because we have to take care of that before we do anything else on the episodes uh so of course make sure you guys hit that subscribe button uh it's a small thing but it does support us a ton and it does give you guys notifications on when future videos go live
1: you can also support us on patreon at patreon.com stateofwild state of wild and i'd like to thank this week's most recent Patreon. At the Epic tier, we have Eric Brost, who is also the author of that fantastic Mutanus article that we discussed last yeah. week. So thanks for the support, and thanks again for that article.
2: And, of course, all the patrons can get a whole bunch of perks when they join the podcast community Discord. Um, and a whole bunch of that stuff will be coming out later next week. So make sure if you're a patron, you you get that linked and joined up to the podcast Discord. And, hey, if you're just a listener, uh, and you want to come join the community and come talk about Wild Hearthstone and everything, then definitely come join this server as well yeah, for sure and last but not least we have to announce our you know giveaway
0: winners from last week our 50th episode giving away some wild packs uh of course if you guys were a patreon you you did get bonus entries all right so your entries did count multiple times uh but we did pick two giveaway winners uh death by sun and gillick congratulations guys uh you'll be receiving a battle net invite uh this week so keep an eye out for that and uh, I'll hit you up with the details, but congrats again, and thank you again to everybody that's been supporting the podcast through 50 and now, I guess, 51 episodes.
1: Uh, well, So, what's the bigger prize there? The free packs or getting to be famous Wild Hearthstone streamer out friend on Battle.net? Mm, Who's to say? Do I even need to give away the packs then? No, you definitely yes. do give away the packs. <laughs> Absolutely. Alright,
0: alright, alright, fine. I guess, I guess I'll give away the packs, if I have to. Um, okay, and then I do want to talk about, you know, some pretty big community events that happened, you know, before we dive into talking about the meta. So, uh, first, our friends over at the Born to be Wild podcast uh, have been hosting a listener series tournament uh, that they've been putting on in their Discord server. Uh, and Corbett has actually been competing in it. And uh, this past weekend, they happen to have their finals. And, of course, you know, Corbett, being the amazing player that he was took down first prize so we do want to take a short second here shout out Corbett, you know congrats woo. um congrats on the first place maxi taking second nothing to be uh you know you know nothing to dismiss second place is still pretty good but we got a shout out our boy Corbett. um i mean you know sell out a little bit here about this born to be wild listener series how was it was it all well run do you recommend that other people check it out
2: for sure. Um, so the the broad overview of the Born to be Wildlisten series was each week there was a new deck building challenge. So one week, for example, um, had like, you can only play odd cost spells and all your minions have to be more than five mana. And so that creates some pretty interesting weird deck building that goes on. Um, so it was really, really cool. It was definitely very well run. There was a lot of very familiar faces um, throughout the tournament as well. We had, you know, people like Shia who won the first season of it we had marsh and boo make the top four as well um so a lot of like really really good uh names and community members and stuff and that and yeah it was super fun um there is going to be a season three which is very hype so keep an eye out for that if you're interested in that kind of different style of playing wild because for me i had a really really fun time being able to participate with all these challenges and these unique decks and these restrictions because it meant I got to play these really weird decks and cards that I hadn't really thought about. I got to play in the grand final for this thing. I queued up Odd Beast Druid. Um, and like in previous weeks I had played things like um, Tom Hunter with a Katharina package. So it was very cool. Uh, so yeah, a lot of fun. And we definitely recommend checking it out if you want to try something that isn't, uh, you know, just like wild, normal wild Hearthstone, something a little strange. Uh, keep an eye out for Season 3. Yeah, I mean, I've just played Odd Beast Hunter before, or Demon, <laughs> or Odd Beast Druid before,
1: so that doesn't sound that atypical to me. But, like, I like the idea of the um, kind of limitations and restrictions associated with the deck building. It's really rewarding for deck builders, so it's not surprising that you would do well for in that, and it's not surprising that... You'd have repeat um, players doing well in it as well, like Martian and uh, and Shia. So
2: uh, it's yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun, and uh, definitely looking forward to season three. Yeah, yeah. Ruffle. It's funny you mentioned the uh, the odd Druid thing because there were actually a couple weeks right. I looked at your videos to try and net deck <laughs> like things that you'd done previously. Um, for example, the week where you can only play odd cost spells and five or more minions. I, I found an excellent video by Ruffle uh, on YouTube where he played Duel odd Paladin which was actually a perfect fit for the week uh, and so yeah Ruffle turns out your normal decks that you play are actually very good for this wacky format sometimes
1: <laughs> something uh, about a broken clock being right uh, twice a <laughs> day I, I think applies there
0: oh gosh uh, so yeah make sure you guys check out you know first of all check out the Born to be Wild podcast it's another great Wild podcast if you guys haven't checked it out already uh, highly recommend to listen uh, Run some. run by some pretty great people over there uh and it sounds like the tournament is a super well run we'll put we'll put a link to their discord and their website and their podcast all down in the description uh so make sure you guys check that out uh, if you guys haven't already uh and then there was another tournament uh that happened last week um so this technically happened the day before last week's podcast went out but it happened after we recorded so i guess i do want to talk about this kind of wild open community gaming tournament um that the three of us put on uh last saturday and so congrats to Jumpy Wizard or Spartan for taking first place uh in the $300 prize pool uh beating out Hazer in the reverse sweep in the grand finals which is pretty insane um and then we had some two other names in, in the top 4 that you might recognize in No Way and Booty so it was lots of big names in the tournament lots of really really crazy cool games um and so I've been super busy this week, but I will be posting some of those highlights of that tournament over on my YouTube channel as well, if you guys want to check that out. Um, but we had like, an odd priest beating an odd warrior in fatigue, which was, like, absolutely insane. And then uh, we had the craziest Yogg-Saron saving a game. Like, I sorry for the spoiler alerts, but, like, just to tell you kind of how hyped some of those games were in the tournament. Um, but, yeah, I think it was really, really well, you know put together and run by the people over at community Games. so again shoutouts to them because this wouldn't have been possible without them um but yeah it was i i actually really just enjoyed watching competitive wild because we don't always get that opportunity right we didn't have the wacky deck building restrictions but you know watching good players pilot good decks and i think just going through the deck building process of like a lineup and you know people were like targeting glare and different types of strategies that people had um to varying degrees of success, right? We had a dead man's hand warrior in the grand finals, <laughs> like crazy deck. Um, so yeah, it was really, really awesome, and I hope it was like a really good like viewer experience as well. Because I know I had a lot of fun, but I hope everybody else that was watching it also had a lot of fun.
1: I mean, as soon as I got off the uh, the caster desk, I was I was glued to my uh, computer watching the rest of the game. So I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I had a good time both casting and. Uh watching all the way through to the finals because it was a community run tournament and uh you know open sign ups there's a good mix between you know some of the the big name high legend finishers that you would expect as well as um maybe less competitive players that are just like dipping their toes in the water trying out the um the competitive scene a little bit and so maybe pick some comfort decks as well as um you know, more atypical decks than what you might expect, which led to a good mix of kind of high level um, Hearthstone and, you know, still high quality play, but less, uh, maybe less common decks. We saw some of all shamans, you mentioned the Yogg-Sarons. So it's a really good mix of, um, you know, a, a lot of uh, fun, wild gameplay. So looking forward to the pods as well.
2: Yeah, for sure. I'll definitely take a look. Would recommend it, guys. Uh, some really interesting games and, um, yeah, like I said, some really interesting lineups as well. So it was super fun to not just be able to cast it, but kind of go back and watch everything as well. Um, and so yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, and again, I'm, to Raffle's point, Jumpy Wizard's not a name that I know Raffle and I at High Legend see very often. And it's not necessarily saying that they're a bad player, right? Not everybody has the time to play, you know, hundreds and hundreds of games of Hearthstone, right? To, to reach High Legend. And so, I mean, I don't really want to call it a Cinderella story because Jumpy Wizard, like, played pretty damn well the entire tournament right they deserve that win and so like it's just hey man you don't have to be a top 100 top 200 legend player to compete in a tournament and potentially win it right like as long as you know what you're doing play the decks that you know well um like chumpy wizard had clown druid but played clown druid really 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 well and like ended up winning the tournament which was pretty awesome so yeah i again i really hope that it was fun to watch um and hopefully, fingers crossed, we might uh, might do something like this uh, again in the future. Oh, Oh? No? Maybe too oh, much of a maybe. spoiler? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> no, I don't know. All right. Um, okay, so let's get into actually, you know, the whole point of the podcast. Let's talk about the state of the wild meta game. Um. So just kind of broad, open-ended question, you know, how have your weeks been, you know, on ladder, and uh, how are you feeling about the meta?
1: <laughs> well, like I said, I did hit legend. I actually hit legend myself with... Uh... Clown Druid as well. After seeing it in the tournament, I was inspired to play it. And just as was the case in the in the tournament, what I learned is the best thing that you can do with that deck and the secret to a solid win rate with the deck is get good yogg And so off the back of several very skillful Yogg-Saron roles, uh, I did manage to break into Legend. Um, at that point, I started... I, I switched over to the uh, the Scimitar Rogue. I just wanted to get a feel for the deck. Um, I'd been seeing it a little bit. I know it was farming um Steeler Souls. And I got to say, after my games, I was not terribly impressed with it. I think that you're probably just better off with Kingsbane. Yes, it's faster, but I think it's a little bit more high really. I think that where it excels is against something maybe like a, a Secret Mage and, um, you know, slow priest decks if you can race down their um their shadow essence if you happen to run into big priest but it, it seemed to do reasonably well into Reno decks just because I was killing people before Reno um you, you know on a <laughs> semi-regular basis but I don't think that the deck is quite consistent enough to have game I guess especially against some of the um you know other aggressive decks in the format it just I was conceding the board pretty early on and it didn't feel like I was getting enough damage through ahead of time. So um, that was a, a deck that was maybe overrated and um, was kind of uh, just abusing the uh, the Stealer of Souls Warlock deck. So um, probably going to see people shift back to um, more, more Kingsbane. I've been seeing that pop up quite a bit. Um, I was skeptical of Blade Flurries initially. Um, I may be wrong about that. I know Meowth was uh, saying the same thing on his stream. We're I don't not allowed to actually... be wrong, Ruffle. We're not allowed to be <laughs> wrong. You can't admit that. <laughs> I No, I'm a- I'm happy to admit when I'm wrong, but I, I'm still skeptical. I, I, I'm still not entirely sure, but I, I haven't tried it yet myself, so I, I can't really say for sure. Um, Other than that, um, I, I, f- I feel like word is out about the shamans. I've been seeing a lot of uh, different shaman builds. Uh, it's not r- so much a secret anymore. I think people are you know, agreeing that that's a good deck. But aside from that, it's just been a lot of Secret Mage. And I've been playing a lot of decks that lose to Secret Mage. So my rank is nowhere near where it was. Uh. Before we uh, jump
0: over to Corbett, I do have a question about the Clown Druid. Um, Is that just, like, finally the way that we build this, like, control druid list now? Like, screw the Jade package, that's just way too slow. And we just run, like, Clowns and charge and Strongmans? Is that, like like...
1: Kind of consensus now that this is just like the best idea. Honestly, I wasn't even running idle in the list. I was just, um, I was just trying to pressure down my opponent. I even ran a primordial protector so that I can more consistently get the survival of the fittest and corrupt my clowns and apply pressure. Um, that that was something that I had seen happen in standard. But honestly, even the primo protector just like on curve is a legitimate threat on its own. Um, so I think that jade. This is frequently been a misconception because i used to play a lot of Jade druid when i would play at high ranks is the, the deck has the capacity to go infinite but that's not how it wins and so even things like when skulking geist was in the metagame like I'd, i i it'd kind of be a a, a ticket to situation where i just shrugged my shoulders and finished beating down the opponent
2: yeah, the, the Jade Idol, like, infinite win condition hasn't actually been a win condition in any capacity for a very long time. It's more to um something that you put in your deck as, like, a safety net. So as to whether, like, the Jades or the Clowns, um, to me, that is like, two distinct decks. It's, like, discussing two completely different archetypes just because one of them is, uh, as Ruffle said, they're so heavy. that um, I imagine it does get worse into some of the more aggressive matchups. Um... But I do think on average, like, the clown... Uh, the clown druid is really better than the typical jade list that you do see on ladder. Um, I think the jade... Like, there's really not that much refinement and exploration going on with jade because no matter how you build it, it's probably just not very good. <laughs> but I would be interested to see things like uh, Glowfly Swarm and Whispering Woods and Lotus in, like, a jade list, basically. Um, even with that one idol, just because it... Those are good cards, right? Like like low fly swarm is the good card in the J deck. I think. Um that's I'm not the one that's gonna go experiment with that because I'm not really interested in J Druid right now. So yeah. I, I don't know exactly what it is with the, the whole control y slower druid shell, but I do think clowns are better than what you typically see. Your
0: your issue is probably the fact that they're all like twenty nine of the same thirty cards. And so they all play the same exact way.
2: Yeah, well, like, I don't know, the Clown Package is pretty big though, right? Like, mm-hmm. with the Survival of the Fittest, the Clowns, the kun. So there is, like, a pretty distinct difference, I think, between that and Jade, where it's really like, 8 to 10 cards different. Um, and you do give up a lot of the, the some of, like, the removal and anti-aggro stuff that you have going on. Um, but yeah, I haven't really played much of that Druid stuff for a very long time, though, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but talking about things that people are playing, <laughs> what people are actually using on ladder... I took a look this week at the HS Replay win rates um, and made a little bit of a tier list of sorts. Uh, not my opinion, but just the on... The you know. tier what...
0: list? Oh? oh.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't like saying it, because it's not really my opinion. Um, I just took, like, top 1,000 games on HS Replay. I just looked at cards that were unique to each archetype and looked at basically what the card performance was uh, as a way of evaluating the deck. For example, you can look at Quartermaster as a sort of an odd paladin check or you can just look at baku itself or you can look at uh, i don't know like ship's cannon warrior and kind of see how warriors are going um and so yeah i came up with this hs replay top 1000 tier list um
1: so what you're saying is just... this
2: is the gospel truth according
1: to corb and this is yeah
2: something like that exactly yeah this okay. is definitely exactly what i would say and if there's any issue with any of this it's all my fault um do you want to read through it but, for those that are listening yeah, I'll read through the whole thing. Um, so, the just the replayed some 1,000 tier list. Uh, it's very scuffed again. I just want to, I don't want to get in trouble with this. Um, <laughs> so, it's Odd Paladin, Dark Glare, those are basically the same. Uh, Pirate Warrior, Galakrond Shaman in Tier 1. In Tier 2, we had Even Hunter, Odd Demon Hunter, Murloc Shaman, Reno Priest, Group Mage, Tax Pally, Big Priest, Disco Lock, King's Rogue. In Tier 3, uh, there was Malagos Druid, Reno Shaman, LPG Mage, Scimitar Rogue, Reno Lock, Odd Rogue, Agro Druid and Cute Lock. And then in Tier 4, we had Agro Shaman, APM Mage, Mazaki Mage, and Odd Warrior. Um, There were a few things here where it's very hard to look at like Shadowwalk Shaman, for example, because every Shaman deck runs Shutterwalk, so I can't exactly narrow that down very cleanly, especially when Reno decks have heavy overlap. And there are a few decks that probably perform better with different builds. For example, the new Zoth version of Reno lock actually looks a lot better than the the normal Reno lock. And so... Running Newzoth, uh very similar to what Meath was using uh when it first got buffed that actually looks quite solid um as an example of something that could shoot up the tier list with a different build.
0: Can we start at the top here and talk about like yeah. Odd Paladin versus Dark Lair? You mentioned that they were pretty equivalent in kind of the win rates that you were seeing. Um I do yeah, want to say yeah. if you guys were a part of our State of the Wild Discord server, I said this a couple of days before Kret even made this tier list, but I was like Odd Paladin low-key might be one of the best, if not the best, deck in the format right now, but I don't think anybody's ready for that conversation. And then Corb wouldn't put this tier list with Odd Paladin as, you know, number one. I was just like, Meowth is right. Meowth yeah. has a big brain sometimes, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, does some of that have to do with the matchup into Dark Lair Warlock, though? Like, is, how is it against, like, if you're looking at it both against Dark Lair and pirate warrior i'm not sure about galakron but like i feel pretty good about with odd paladin into a lot of the other decks that are at the top of this list so is it just a favorable matchups you think or is like the deck just again being underrated
2: i mean it's just always being underrated right um like people keep bringing it to thl it has a really clean matchup spread um into a lot of the best decks it does lose to things like murloc shaman um, although I'm sure that matchup has gotten slightly better because of the Crab Rider nerf. I think Odd Paladin in particular benefited a lot from the Crab Rider mm-hmm. nerf and sort of the changing of things where, like, hand paladin got pushed out. Um, there aren't that many Pirate Warriors right now on ladder either, despite the fact that Pirate Warrior is another really good deck. And so I think that uh, Odd Paladin is sort of just benefiting from... Um, just its particular counters not being highly played, and the fact that it just has have a very clean matchup spread. Otherwise, where you know there's only kind of a few things that bully it, and those aren't typically decks that people like to play. Much like odd paladin, funnily enough. Especially
0: with the bear of tech in odd paladin, for the dark layer matchup specifically, that matchup becomes very bearable, if not maybe yeah. even slightly favored. I'm not. I don't. I don't want to go into any of that, but it, it feels <laughs> like a matchup I can very easily win as the odd paladin. So, especially at High Legend, it feels like... I mean, dude, like I said, man, low-key... low, low key, Maybe not even low-key anywhere, because we're talking about it a ton here. Odd Paladin, I think, might have a claim to that number one you know, spot as the best deck. Yeah, I,
2: and like I said, uh, at the top of this whole thing, I was like, look, this is very scuffed, like, this is a very uh, iffy way of necessarily doing a tier list. But I also think that... Um, it came out looking pretty accurate to me, but like very much aligned with a lot of what I was thinking. There were a couple surprises that we'll dig into, but I wasn't really shocked to see that Odd Paladin is, you know, has a really high win rate and Dark Lair also has a really high win rate. And uh, those could have flipped easily if I looked at a different card uh for example that doesn't fit um, my narrative don't don't do that yeah sorry sorry i can't i can't actually say that um but yeah a few things that did stand out was the galakron shaman win rate as well um we've been talking about that being really good and it was kind of interesting to go through and see that it has continued to be really good um this is all post-stealer ban by the way in case anyone was meant uh, wondering I, I forgot to say that um but yeah galakron shaman looks really good um even hunter looks really good And that was an interesting one as well, where Even Hunter looks like a really, really strong deck in the format, which is kind of bizarre. And something Ruffle was saying earlier about the abundance of secret mage, Even Hunter looks like just a really great mage counter in general. Um, And that's kind of helping Even Hunter a ton. I thought that there was a chance that um, Even Hunter would drop. I've been watching Even Hunter's win rate on HS replay and things like that for a really long time now, for a month. And I haven't wanted to bring it up because it's like, I feel like I'm going to get laughed at if I say, guys, even Hunter's, like, actually doing really well right now. Um, despite the fact that Meowth is a believer, Meowth, I love it, no, meowth is a believer, um, but... I've been saying that I for a while, while that... too. I don't know why people are sleeping on this deck. It's just good. I really thought that there was a chance that it would go down a lot after the Steeler ban, is the thing. I thought at first, mm-hmm. oh, it must be picking on APM Mage. And then I was like, oh, it must be picking on Steeler. And then I looked at this post-Steeler nerf, and so it's like... No, just good, just a good deck, <laughs> and I started playing it myself and kept winning with it. And I'm like, oh, it's just a good deck. Weird. So yeah, even Hunter's is really strong as well.
0: I've been on this even hunter train for like two months now. All right, I people <laughs> laughed at me, dude. My captain, I'm gonna call you out in HL fan. You you laughed at me for bringing even hunter to a competitive setting, and then I farmed with even hunter. It was nuts. The deck the deck is nuts. It's so good. It's it's the current day iteration of face hunter. And you just have super efficient minions, super efficient face damage, and you have insane amounts of burst. Like, the deck is so good. Um, Maybe we'll talk about this a little bit later, but Corbett and I have been messing around with some Nerubian Weblords in Even Hunter. Which makes, like, the worst matchup for Even Hunter are the Reno decks. Because the worst matchup for a face deck is a 6 mana card that heals you back to full. And if you can delay that by a couple turns or delay a Zeph... Maybe this deck legitimately has legs. This is a very, very good deck that people should be taking seriously. I think the I think the deck is nuts. That's so
1: good. Yeah. No, I think um, I think Gorby were right on when people are underrating it just simply because it's hunter, which c- kind of shows the yeah. damage done by like y- you know the the community memes associated with entire classes because they're dismissive of like individual decks that. Can perform really well, and I think even Hunter is one example of that. Just because it's maybe the only deck that Hunter has that's a uh, you know reasonably strong right now doesn't mean it's not a good deck. Like the class, not in the best spot, um, in terms of variety, but like even Hunter is a very good deck, and I think it sure. has been for, for quite some time. Like you said, it, it's had good matchups into um, popular decks over the you know the past. <laughs> Uh, three uh, meta cycles too, so it's not it's not like it's just farm air feeding off of uh, something in particular. It's just mm-hmm.
0: good. Um, before we move on, I, I want to touch on shaman because so I, I might have made a mistake in titling the last episode. Is shaman the best class in wild? And a lot of people flamed me for clickbait, but because they're like, "Hey, darkly warlock," and I was like, "Okay, darkly warlock is the best deck." But right now, I would argue that maybe Shaman is, like, at least the most played class, right? We talked about that last week. Would you guys agree that it is um, maybe the best class
2: in in Wild right now? Yes. well, Well, right now, Warlock, Mage, and Shaman basically have the exact same play rate. And so I think, like, hey, floating out the question, Meowth, you didn't deserve to get flamed for that. That's a very fair question. Um, like, those three classes, those are the big ones. And I think that Shaman is currently still going through so much refinement and exploration. Um, I don't know if I quite say it's the best. I think, uh, for me, I don't know. I don't know, actually. I mean, is well, like, it? Like, I think I would say Warlock, but yeah. I also think it's totally fine to ask the question. Well, I think the
0: question becomes... For Warlock, you have Dark Lair as the best deck. And I'm not arguing that. And I'm not saying Shaman decks... Any Shaman decks are better than Warlock. But if we're looking just at this tier list that you have, right? And if I'm looking at at Warlock, you've got Dark Lair. And then at the bottom of Tier 2, I have Disco Warlock. And then at the bottom of Tier 3, we have two more Warlock decks. If I'm looking at Shaman, I've got a Shaman deck in Tier 1. I've got a Shaman deck at the top of Tier 2. And I've got a Shaman deck at the top of Tier 3. Right? So at the very least, it's competitive with Warlock, and if Warlock is by far and away the best class in the format, I think Shaman has to be right up there with it.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it it's certainly in the conversation for the mm-hmm. the best class in the format. I think that the the problem is, and I get this question a lot in uh, in Twitch chat, is that it's quite frankly an impossible question to answer because everybody has a different defini- definition yeah. of how they def- or how they um, you know define the best class is it the the class with the best deck well that would probably be you know paladin or warlock is it the class with the most viable or the like the highest number of viable meta decks well where's the cutoff there like so it it really becomes a a, a conversation of semantics at that point which you know is what the internet is all about is having those <laughs> semantics based arguments so in reality Nobody can say for sure what the the best class is, and I don't even just like with uh with lumping hunter as a trash class. I don't even know how interesting a uh, a conversation that necessarily is when you know classes don't perform decks and yeah. archetypes perform. So it's like it's it, I I I think it's it's maybe asking the wrong question, but at the same time it was. It was just the title of the video because that was the conversation we were having. <laughs> and I don't think that there's any reason to, to, to be blamed for that. Um, or I just, just want to call other other than...
2: people calling me out. Okay, that that was yeah, the whole I, that's section. Right. Right. <laughs> I, I do think what Ruffle says about class and decks is actually very interesting. Where um, the the distinction. Or lack of distinction has always been very confusing to me from like the very moment I sort of got into the Hearthstone community where people constantly refer to things in terms of their entire class rather than breaking things down deck by deck like oh I hate uh warrior and it's like oh you hate pirate warrior and odd warrior and Gallicrum warrior all at the same time it's like those are all very very different things and uh sometimes it's easy to kind of lump it together as classes Um, just because of, I imagine just because of like how other games work, like a lot of backgrounds that people have from other types of video games that are different than a card game. Um, but card game's are different because you don't take classes to ladder. And while talking about class health and diversity is good because certain classes feel different to others, most of the time that kind of gets very muddled and, you know, Dark Lair Warlock is a very different deck than Reno Warlock, for example. And if both of those decks are very popular and good, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing at all, right? Because they're very distinct... And, and separate entities yeah. right i think the the one time that it, it is
1: interesting to um you know bring discuss a class as a whole is when you're looking at the um I, I, the, the overlap you know, me- is that not not like... even the overlap or the, the maybe the lack of overlap the uh the i don't know the supposed class identity meme is kind yeah. of used but it's more just about like what is available to that class? I would say that when you're looking at the hunter class, it is still a problem that it only has one reasonable deck to play. And mm-hmm. I think that that's you know that's limiting for the class as a whole. That doesn't mean the class is trash and unplayable. It means <laughs> well, your options are are pretty narrow with this, and that's to me, that's kind of unfortunate. I don't like that, but that doesn't mean hunter bad. um like so the, those are, you know, Again, we're talking semantics. Those are very similar uh, statements, but I think that there, you know there there is an important distinction between the two. Yeah, for sure. I mean,
0: that reminds me of this whole like current priest dialogue that's happening in standard. We won't hop into it because I mean I don't think any of the three of us are actually playing much standard. Um, no. So, <laughs> so we won't hop into that. But I just know that like. That's been the next thing that Hearthstone Twitter has been arguing about and complaining about since, I guess, we banned Steeler. And that's just the next thing on the the checklist. Um, Okay, so, I mean, this kind of transitions really, really nicely into kind of the second half of the episode. Um, And so, I think we've been wanting to talk about this for kind of over a month now. But we've never really had the opportunity to talk about it uh, on a podcast because the timing didn't just work out. But about a month ago... Over a month ago, actually, looking at the the timestamps here, um, Jorbs, uh, you know, Great Slay the Spire content creator, put out this question on Twitter, um, asking, uh, "W2EF is a playstyle, and why do you make decisions based off of it?" I've been playing strategy games for thirty years and still have no idea what you guys are talking about. And I think this was just it brought up a really really interesting conversation between LSV and Brian Kibler and I don't know, I just loved reading the replies. And so I figured to bring it up here and just kind of have an open discussion about it. Um, cuz it's I, mainly because of this first response by the way from LSV who says my playstyle is making the correct decision, which I absolutely loved. Um but yeah, I mean, so I guess first question to you guys, do you have a playstyle and how would you define a playstyle?
1: Okay, so um I mean, it's a it's an interesting conversation. It's one that actually comes up in competitive Hearthstone quite a lot as mm-hmm. well. That um, you know, I've it's made the rounds and uh, on Twitter. I don't think it quite got as many replies as this one in particular did, um, just because of who was responding within the Magic community. But um, yeah, the, to, to answer the question, yes, uh, uh, a supposed playstyle is almost inevitable simply because I'm human. Have Biases and those affect my decision making. I think that, um, what I think what Jorbs is leaning towards is that some people maybe use uh, this playstyle as a crutch or an explanation for making a suboptimal decision. What, but at the same time, <laughs> like be, being human and working, especially in a card game like Hearthstone, where there's, um, uh, missing information um, you know. in something like Split, Slay the Spire, you have perfect information, so you can make um, a closer to optimal decision uh, based on the, the scenario that you find yourself in. So it's a little bit different in Slay the Spire compared to or even some other uh, strategy games where you have perfect information compared to, to Hearthstone where there's hidden information because you have two players. Um, so I think that w- what he's aiming at is that you should strive towards making... That supposed correct decision, um, but I don't think that that's realistic for most players. Um, a, a lot of a lot of this comes from just sheer repetition, and where we make decisions, we're doing so intuitively, not based on calculating odds, and that we arrive at those intuitions through repetition, and um, you know, repetition comes from playing the same deck or similar decks over and over, which kind of develops a play style. So I don't know. It, it's not something that's intentional or that maybe we're even necessarily aware of. I think it's just kind of an innate part of being human. Um, so, I, I like, I don't know how to avoid it, and I don't know that, like, it needs to be... Um, I don't know, it's kind of seen as such a binary of either you make the right decision or you make a decision based on your own personal tendencies and play style. It's like um, I don't know, they, they, that it's, it's kind of on a spectrum. I don't think anybody's making like objectively the wrong play simply because it's like the familiar play that they're looking to make, or they're like bringing a horrendous deck simply because it's like the archetype that they're familiar with, even though it's not well suited for the metagame. There's Without some awareness necessarily of that fact, like you know you and th- through the repetition, that kind of gets uh, pummeled out of you anyway, because if you are <laughs> you're unsuccessful you're you're going to stop doing that thing if the, and whether that thing is a de- an individual decision that you made or queuing a particular deck over and over again, you, you know you like loss losing if your goal is winning is very corrective for um in decision making. so. I don't know it, it, it's it's an interesting conversation i don't know
2: that it's one that has a simple answer necessarily um yeah i, I think there's definitely you know like you said definitely play styles right um whether it's in hearthstone or, or other other games for example like for i'm not a chess person but uh i imagine that play style could simply refer to a player's tendencies and what kind of openers they like to use um like that could be a play style right like what, what kind of opening using chess Um, In terms of Hearthstone, right, like, Hearthstone is generally, you know, trying to find a a mix between initiative and resources and things like that and trying to work towards your win condition. And so, like, in a lot of situations, the right objective decision isn't very obvious, right? You see multiple situations where... You, you can you can see multiple lines that you are considering and they look similar like there's not like a clearly correct one and so to me the idea of a play style is look if someone has a certain quote-unquote play style they might constantly lean towards one option in that scenario that either focuses on more tempo and initiative or focuses on more of a value approach when they don't really know what to do and they can't decide they lean towards comfort and I definitely understand that and um I think the the play style is a real thing. Um, and at the same time, objectively, the correct play is a real thing. It's just very hard to assess <laughs> because, like, Hearthstone is a very complicated game with very uh, complicated uh, scenarios going on in terms of what the opponent has, all the RNG from your deck, how the thing all plays out. Like, it's very hard to solve Hearthstone. Right. Um, it's
1: not like. Um... You know, it, it, it's not like poker even where you have an assumption or you can calculate the odds of hitting a yeah. certain card by a certain period of time, and you can bet accordingly. There are too many variables at play, so that like you cannot you you cannot calculate the odds of does this give me a better you know x percentage chance of winning. So yeah, when you have divergent options, you're going to lean towards the one that l- appears to be the best,
2: but you don't you can't know. it yeah it is and uh i definitely think though um what comes up later in the thread is that absolutely people use quote-unquote play style as the defense and the crutch and like covering up their mistakes like oh it's my play style to not play a one drop or (laughs) or to not fight for tempo like uh it's my play style to not do this and i think that that's kind of the issue um more than anything because i I do think play style is a real thing uh which disagrees with kind of what jobs is initial tweet said yeah i can totally get that i also think especially in card games
0: i don't know if play styles is the right word for this but tendencies when it comes to building your deck right like you talked about tempo versus value or initiative versus resources if i'm building a deck and i have to decide what that last card or the last two cards are in it's like i can put this card in that you know is a really really strong tempo play, or there's really really strong value card, or something in the middle, and like personally, I have you know come across this bridge where I'm like, well, I like value, like, so I'm going to put Newzoth in my LPG mage, or like people like disruption, right? The people like this disruptive gameplay. That's their play style. They'll put Mutanus in the Arena Shaman even if it means it disrupts their ice fishing combo, right? So I think that's another. Kind of complexity in the play styles i mean first of all do you guys agree that's like do we add that into the playstyle conversation does that count or are we talking about just in
1: game i mean deck building is kind part of, of the game <laughs> a facet of of the game yeah, yeah. right so if you're building your deck towards a certain goal or a certain tendency then that like that is kind of showing that same tendency right yeah
2: yeah, I think as well if you just replace the word playstyle and what a lot of jobs are saying, and you replace it with tendencies, the conversation becomes a lot clearer. Mm-hmm. Um, because playstyle feels, I don't know, it feels like this more I... fanciful sort of like concept. Whereas tendencies, I think if you say tendencies, it makes a lot more sense for someone um, to to figure out like, do they have a tendency to do certain things compared to something else? Right, because
1: playstyle almost suggests that it happens like all the time regardless of, like it's yeah, or, you, tend, right. or you, you trend towards or you lean in this direction you know more like every time to the point of erring and like making an right. objectively wrong decision because it doesn't align to your play style whereas a tendency is where i think i i agree is a maybe better terminology for that just simply because it it is again like you discussed when you're faced with an unknown or a complicated decision where you you don't or you can't know the out uh, the the correct choice. You lean or tend towards a a certain style of play in that, and I, I think yeah maybe that's more appropriate and kind of gives the a little bit more flexibility to the discussion as well or to yeah, the, and, the
2: term. And you can have like two GM level players, for example, play at a series and maybe they make. The exact decision, twenty times in a row. Like they they play the exact card, they mulligan the exact cards twenty times in a row. The the tendency in playstyle conversation comes up to what happens on that twenty-first decision, where they diverge, and then if you repeat that like a million times, um, how many times do the players differ on that? Um, and and if one player has a preference to go down one certain route, another player goes uh, a different route. Um, is there a theme between those decisions is there a a similarity between like what exactly they keep on deciding to do that it's different than other players but even if most of the time they do end up doing the exact same thing that that divergent path is the you know that's the difference
0: yeah so I I see you guys are kind of in agreement and I I do want to say (laughs) that I'm I was thinking about it in a kind of completely different vein of thinking where I was experiencing and thinking about playstyle as you know, yes there's a correct decision right, and when you have the decision making tree which one do you tend to go towards I think that's maybe a perfectly fine explanation but for me playstyle was you know of the facets of the game this is the thing I'm like the strongest at, and so when I get the opportunity to take that, that's what I will do I feel like i'm in a little bit of a different vein in my thinking of play styles um
1: so i mean this is something that actually came up um in in the thread itself that this is there were kind of you know diverging uh conversations even within the <laughs> quarter thread that um lsv brought this up with with kibler where you know players tending to be like maybe specialists of a of an archetype or mm-hmm. even a even a del- even a deck and i think i um uh, Kibler had a good point on this that that I agree with. So I think that they're kind of again separate paths to the same conversation. But what he said is that basically that that's something that is often overstated, but certainly exists. Um, you know, like good players are uh, going to you know generally be flexible enough to be able to you know pilot different uh, different archetypes just out of familiar- familiarity with the um, you know card games as a whole and the the different um you know play patterns associated with that um but at the same time having comfort through repetition of um you know experience is going to be beneficial in those scenarios if you're you know if you're a good player but you spend most of your time playing slow reno decks you're going to be more capable of expertly piloting those decks so you know, that you're going to be more familiar with the situations that you arrive at in those. If you're a good player and you maybe shift over and you play a more mid-rangey or aggressive deck, you're still going to pilot that deck very well. But simply by not having, you know, done the repetitions or been in those scenarios before, you're going to arrive at more uncertain um, like um scenarios where you don't know what the right choice is. And so I think that, you know, in terms of the the more macro play style that you're alluding to that certainly plays a role, but I think it's really, I don't know if it's necessarily a play style or more of a preference that ends in more experience and more repetitions coming with a certain style of deck. And just familiarity is really, um, I think what's showing in in that regard that I think that, you know, using yourself as, as an example, you, yes, you tend towards slower Reno decks, but like, with a you know you've you've over time have become a very adept Kingsbane player as well, and that's a very different um, you know macro play style simply because you've put in the repetitions to play that deck multiple times. Yeah. So like you're not locked in to that um, uh, to those Reno decks. That's just maybe your preference.
2: Yeah, and uh, I I think that in that scenario that Meowth is outlining, you know, the whole like flipping the board state, it's like. Okay, maybe that is the objectively correct decision and you just happen to have a preference for that exact type of play, which happens to be correct. Like yeah. you, you happen to like the you happen to like those decks and like that playstyle which happen to be correct, which is different from um I don't know, like a broader topic like a like the playstyle thing that we were talking about. Yeah. Um but yeah. And
1: and also through trial and error and again experience, you've learned that okay now is an appropriate time and you can identify it as a correct decision. Not just you, not necessarily just that you have a preference for flipping the board, but like you can identify those scenarios where it's time to flip the board simply because you've been in them, uh, those situations before. I, I think plays a, like experience uh, plays a large role in, in I think this conversation in general. Okay, so, I mean, to maybe kind of start wrapping
0: this conversation up, if somebody says, well, I just don't like, I I don't play aggro decks because I'm not good at them, they're not my play style of decks, I mean, does that just, ultimately, you could argue that if you played it enough, yes, you will get good at them, right? And you can win with them, but maybe they, I guess, I guess maybe enjoyment is maybe more tied into this, I think, more than we've been giving it credit for, right? Because, I mean, people have their preferences. They enjoy playing what they want to play, right? And so that that's maybe more the play styles rather than what they're good at or what the, you know,
1: I'm, what I mean, right play good. is, right? It's just what they <laughs> like to do. Right. You prefer things that you're good at, and then you keep doing those things, mm-hmm. uh, and right. you get yeah, better yeah. at them. And so like yeah, i think the preference does play a large role in this because, you know, if you despise aggro, you're not going to queue up the hundreds of games of Kingsbane Rogue that it takes to, you know, learn that learn that deck. I know that's maybe not a popular opinion because of the uh, the brain dead aggro meme, but like you know that like to, to pilot those decks expertly, that's that's what it takes. And um, you know, if you're if you're not having fun, you're less likely to do it, you're less likely to focus when you're doing it. And so I think yeah absolutely preference plays a role a role here and I, I mean at the heart of it in addition to tendency that's really what the conversation is about is preference um so so i think that was a pretty awesome
0: conversation and i uh, i hope you guys out there that are listening uh thought so as well let us know your comments about the uh, the the style conversation uh or if you want to go back in and, and rachel Corbett for his tier list that he you know totally has the opinion about and want to flame him for that you know <laughs> Adam in
1: the comments and, and flame it. Yeah, well. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But what? How dare you put Secret Mage so low? How how could you?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Flame it my way. <laughs> I'll take the heat after that uh Meath Shaman thing last uh, last week. So, you know, send okay, it my to way. To be
0: fair, I was right. So, that's mm-hmm. all I'm going to say. I, I'm going to say I was right. Just like I was right about Even Hunter. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Um, but yeah, so let us know down in the comments below your thoughts about this week's episode. Uh, we hope you guys did enjoy. Thanks for sticking around all the way to the end. Um, yeah, I mean, Raffle Corbett, appreciate
1: you guys as always. Uh, let the people know where they can find you. You can find me at Raffle HS on Twitter and Instagram and at Raffle on Twitch
2: and YouTube. And guys can find me at Corbett Games on Twitter and Twitch and youtube and also um if you want to watch the final for the born to be wild series that's on the born to be wild youtube channel Those fun games, so i'm just going to shout that out as well if you guys want to go check that out but thank you for listening
0: so you can find me over on youtube you guys know where i am at uh at you can also find me streaming live on twitch uh four days a week twitch.tv slash get me out i also you know have a discord server if you guys want to come hang out um there as well but again speaking of discord servers join the discord for the podcast pretty awesome people we're pretty active in there, especially if you're a patron. If you're a patron, you're not a member of the Discord. Highly recommend that you guys do, uh, you know, do join that. Um, and one last out, Just a reminder that we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the podcast distributors. So if you guys do want to listen on the go, make sure you guys check us out there. Um, yeah, guys. Again, appreciate all of you guys for listening all the way to the end. We hope you guys are enjoying the Shaman Meta Game, and we will see you guys again next week. All right, later.